0: It sucks the meal, cause I want it all. I'd watch the hoe, I'll better see you die Running through cartels and jumping through bob cells. I throw it with diagram, old holding hat. It sucks the meal, cause I wouldn't love you. I'd watch the whole, we die, you, watch the whole world- Welcome, welcome, welcome. I wanna welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen and look. If you guys listen to the podcast, like on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, I would implore you, just this week at least, go over to the YouTube and why I, you know, I did some changes to the set, and I really like this man. I'm really basking in these changes. I, I like it, man. It's, it's subtle, but but I enjoy it. I, I like it. It's 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 quite smooth to me. But I would appreciate all you. Whoever's here, I want to appreciate whoever listens. You know, I appreciate their support. But here's where we start. The draft is very important, especially when we talk about the NFL, because and, and, and let's let's just talk about the top few picks. The top few picks in the draft is very vital in not only your future because you don't pick in the top five if you don't think one if you're not a good team and the people that you pick you hope that they're franchise changing players and along with that draft hopefully you hit hopefully you don't I mean hopefully you hit sometimes you don't a lot of times you don't but you're not drafted high not to get not to be a franchise changing player And with the draft, and with football in general, and with sports in general, injuries happen. And we'll talk about two big injuries that happen in the sports world, but let's start with this one. Joe Burrow, this weekend, playing on the Washington team, tears his ACL, MCL, hurts his PCL. like He he pretty much shattered his leg, and he will be out for 9 to 12 months. Pretty much, well, definitely all of this season. Pretty much all the next season. And what does this mean? This means a couple things, man. It means, one, I pray that he he comes back healthy. I pray that even if he, you know, he, I pray he's able to come back. You know, we, we see people like Alex Smith who had multiple surgeries. And, and I'm not wishing what happened to Alex Smith on what happened to Joe Burrow. I'm just saying we saw the you know what happened to Alex Smith and after surgery upon surgery he was able to come back and now he's a starting quarterback for Washington. Uh it was a it was a pretty bad injury and this just goes on to another you know he as in Joe Burrow goes on to a, a list that includes great players like Odell Beckham Jr., Saquon Barkley, uh Nick Bosa, these players that have season ending injuries Here's the here's the bright side. The bright side is, you know, Joe Burrow's young, and I think that he'll. You know, a lot of people are saying he'll be able to come back from this. He'll be able to. Yeah, it'll take a, a lengthy rehab. I mean, it's, it's pretty much a year, but he's going to be able to come back. And what we saw from Joe Burrow before the injury, he's going to be good. You know, he's he's going to be he's he's able to he's going to be able to come back, Lord willing, healthy and able to lead the Bengals to whatever they want, whatever they, he's, he's able to be the starting quarterback. I started with the draft because the Bengals picked Joe Burrow to be a franchise changing quarterback. And that's what he's looked like throughout the, the first, you know, throughout this season at, you know, he was pretty much the front runner for offensive player of the year. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Offensive rookie of the year. It was pretty much between him and, and Justin Herbert, but it, it just it, it it. I'm excited to see what he, when he comes back. Of course, I don't wish injury upon anyone, but I'm excited to see what Joe Burrow is going to be once he comes back. You know, once he rehabs and once once he assumes the position back as as the starting quarterback. But here's the thing that uh, here's the thing that. sucks now i understand that you want to of course you want to get drafted everyone that that plays football plays basketball and their their dream is to be drafted and their dream is to 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 be a incredible player probably win a super bowl win an nba championship being you know the your, your dream is to be drafted. But here's a thing that uh, really sucks for these high draft picks. You, you're more than likely, almost always, if you're a high top five, top ten draft pick, you're going to a bad team. And one thing that a lot of people have been saying about Joe Burrow is, while he's great, we don't know how long he can last w- playing on the Bengals now i'm not saying leave the Bengals, but what i'm saying is Bengals, you have a you have a transcended talent you have a player he he's he he day one he's your best player you need to shore up the offensive line you need to shore up the defense you need to shore you know give him pieces now yes you gave him pieces you have Tyler tyler uh higby you know uh tyler boyd or you have aj green you have those pieces but his offensive line the the Bengals offensive line is one of the worst offensive lines in the league the defense is one of the worst defenses in the league it's like it just yes I'm happy that these players get drafted but it also sucks that they usually get drafted to teams where they are they're put in situations where they're not built to win now you have very rare instances like look look at the look at the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins have been bad for a while but you know with Brian Flores there they're coming up and now they're they have one of the best uh, records in the league while they did lose on Sunday. You know Tua came into an organization where he didn't have to start day 1. You had Ryan Fitzpatrick and because a lot of years of not being good and a lot of stockpile draft picks, you know, you're able to come with a good defensive line. I mean, good. Yeah. Good defensive line. Good offensive line. And that's very rare. On the other hand, look at or or look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow comes into it again. The offensive line is horrible. The defensive line is horrible. So it just sucks, man. It sucks because you want to see you want these players to succeed. But if they're not transcendent they're not going to succeed at least right away and again i i, I pray for you know the 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 speedy recovery of joe burrow now i know if it's in the time frame he will be able to come back next year like i said it's about a year so in in a year it be what week 12 or week 11 in the nfl but if i were the bengals more than likely Week twelve or week eleven, week twelve in the NFL, you're not, you're not in the running for a playoff spot. You're not going to win a playoff game, so or you're not going to be in the playoffs. So if you if you think he's your franchise quarterback, which he's playing like he is, I would just sit him out the the whole entire season uh, for next year. I know that'll be probably a year and a half, uh, or close to yeah a year and a half of no playing. But again, I wouldn't want to put him. I wouldn't want to rush his rehab just for him to come week eleven, week twelve, and 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 mess up something again. So again, I hope for a speedy recovery for Joe Burrow, and just take your time. I hope, and I hope the organization takes takes their time with him, seeing as though he is your franchise quarterback, the franchise. Yeah. You draft him. You draft him number one, and he's played like a number one overall pick. So, I hope they just take uh, take their time with him. Moving forward, let's talk about let's talk about the Ravens. So, I was actually I was at I was at this game on Sunday. The Ravens lost to the Titans in a in a playoff rematch. The Titans won in overtime. There, here's the thing, man. It's, uh, I, I'm a first tell, I'm a first see what I, I'm a first, all right, how am I going to address this? How am I going to attack it? All right, I'll attack it like this. The reason why I picked the Ravens to, to make it and ultimately win the Super Bowl this year before the season started was I saw the 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 improvement Lamar was making year after year after year, well, the first two years. I saw he was, you know, he's coming back off of an MVP and even last year he didn't really have a lot of weapons uh like this year and but he, you know, this was an offense that we've never or this was a player that we've never seen and an offense that we've never seen. The speed in which this offense run, we've never seen. So I was expecting a lot. Uh, I was expecting improvement. Their defense got better. Um, I was, I was you know, you get Calais Campbell. You bring back Marlon Humphreys. You bring back Marcus Peters. You get the rookie. I forgot his name, uh, but the rookie was re- is really good on the defensive side of the ball. I just thought that they would be better. But here, oh, I thought that they'd be good enough. And a lot of people did too. A lot of people had them going at least to the AFC Championship. Here's the thing that I should have taken into consideration, but I didn't. Two things. One, I didn't expect the league to catch up with the Ravens as fast as they did. Last year, the Ravens looked like one of the fastest teams we've ever seen. This year they look incredibly slow. And when I say slow, yes, Lamar Jackson still is fast. Yes, Lamar Jackson's still one of the fastest players in the league, but they just they don't look like the 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 explosive team that we saw last year. They look like you know, they they look like one of the slowest teams in the league. And I didn't expect the league to catch up with them as fast as they did, which I should have expected it, seeing as though it's the NFL. You get, yeah, you you might have a year of greatness, but, you know, you get a whole year of tape now that you should catch up. You're the NFL. But I didn't expect them to catch up as fast. And I didn't expect the Ravens to not really, I didn't expect the Ravens to not Improve like I didn't. Ex- I expect them to improve more than they did. And yes, you have J.K. Dobbins. Yes, you have uh, a good rook, uh, a couple good rookies on the defense. But yeah, and I understand that you've been, they've been hit with injuries. Man, their offensive line has been hit with injuries. Their defensive line's been. Calais Campbell's been out. You know, you you get hit with COVID. A lot of players. Hell, uh, Mark Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins won't be playing on set on Thursday. Due to Corona or due to uh, positive tests, but I just didn't expect the league to catch up with with the Ravens as fast as they did. Another thing that I should have taken into consideration, but didn't, was the weapons that Lamar Jackson has. Here's the thing about development. Yes, development is very important, but how you develop is a lot more important. When you when your best wide receiver is Hollywood Brown or Marquise Brown and Marquise Brown wouldn't be a number three receiver on the, on the Seahawks. That's a problem. When your best wide receiver acquisition was Dez Bryant, who hasn't caught a pass before Sunday in two years. That is a problem. Yes. I understand that you want Lamar Jackson to develop and Lamar Jackson has to develop. I But it's kind of hard to develop when you don't have a lot of receivers, and your best receiver is Mark Andrews, and he is a tight end. It's kind of what I'm saying is, and and a lot of people there, you know, it kind of caught me off guard when Lamar Jackson said maybe two, three weeks ago that the defense is calling out their plays. Now, a lot of people took it as, of course, they're calling out their plays, Lamar. of course they're calling out their plays. they the defense, it's the NFL, they have tape. You know, you you uh of course you scheme, you practice, you, you understand what the what your what the team is gonna run. Of course they're gonna know their plays. But I took it as this. If the defense knows your plays, that means you're running the same exact plays from a year ago. And I understand how explosive it was a year ago, but how did it end? It ended with a exit from the playoffs, premature, like a lot a lot sooner than a lot of people thought. Hell, I thought the Ravens were, were so good last year, they at least were going to make it to the AFC Championship. But when you lose to the Titans, and then now you have teams that you're only seeing once a year calling out your plays, that means you're running the same exact plays from a year ago. Now, I understand teams do that, but when you haven't really improved on the offensive side of the ball as far as wide receivers, why run the same plays if the end result didn't get you to where you want to be? Hell, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs runs Kansas City Chiefs runs while they do run a lot of plays that they've had, you know. They don't run the same exact plays as last year. And I think this team, you know, this team is in danger. I, again, I had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl this year before the preseason. Now they sit at six and four, and they're in danger of losing or of not even making the playoffs. Not because they're not a good team, but because they've lost, you know, they lost to the Steelers, they lost to the Titans. Um, and they have to play the Steelers again on Thanksgiving, but you you're out, Mark Ingram, you're out, J.K. Dobbins, and I just don't see this team getting better. Hell, even on Sunday, the Titans punked the Ravens, man. Like you know, they they huddle up on their on their uh, center field logo. You have the coaches arguing or yelling at the co- yelling at the players instead of the players. You know, we got a lot. It should be a lot of times, but the Titans smacked around the Ravens. And the worst part about it was Derek Henry, the one that, you know, we expect to go off. He didn't, he was contained in the first half. It wasn't until the second half where he went crazy and ultimately had the game-winning uh, touchdown in, the, in overtime. So I just don't see this team. I don't really see, at least this year, this team improving. I don't see them getting better. Yeah, they, they'll they'll beat a couple teams after the Steelers. They have a pretty weak schedule, and they still could possibly make the make the playoffs. I I kind of see them maybe at eleven and five because I don't know if they'll beat the Steelers, especially with the injuries and COVID stuff, and not to mention they they had to shut down their facility this week. So I I could see. I can see them losing to the Steelers and maybe going on a run, seeing as the, their their schedule is weaker. But I don't see this Ravens team. I I expected more. I'm sure a lot of people expected more, but I expected more from this Ravens team. And because of that, I don't see them. If they do make the playoffs, which I do see them making the playoffs, I don't. it's kind of hard for me to see them winning at least a game, maybe two, in the playoffs. And that is, that's, that's, that's the unfortunate which uh, is, it, that is a lost season. And when I say lost season, no, let me not say lost season because it's not a lost season. That is a disappointing season because this team, especially after what we saw last year, a lot of people had them winning the Super Bowl, including myself, for to go from winning the Super or hopes of winning the Super Bowl to, maybe maybe making the playoffs with majority of the same players that to me is um is 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 a disappointing season and again a lot of people are going to kill Lamar Jackson and yes Lamar Jackson does bear some weight of this but it's kind of hard to develop especially in the passing game when you have wide receivers that wouldn't be number one wide receivers in majority of the league like in in any other team maybe I don't know maybe they wouldn't even be number one in Washington like they wouldn't even be a lot of these a lot of the wide receivers that he has Willie Sneed uh, Marquise Brown now Des Bryant these at least Des Bryant now wouldn't be wide. wouldn't be th- third wouldn't be the third option on a lot of a lot of uh, playoff teams they wouldn't even be the third option they probably would be the third option on the titans and the, and the thing about the titans is the titans defense isn't even that good yeah they had a good run but the titans defense isn't even that good and they pushed them around so i don't i don't i don't it's it, that it is a, it's been a disappointing season for the ravens and i don't think i don't know i don't see how they turn it around At least turn around enough to look like the dominant team that we thought they would be. So, you know, that's that's the Ravens, man. Moving on. uh, Let me talk about Aaron Rodgers and the and the and the Green Bay Packers losing to the Colts. One thing about Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Is great, (laughs) but. Let me first say, the, the Green Bay Packers should have won this game. They were up 14. The Colt, you know, Phillip Rivers was injured a lot of uh, most of the second half, but he came back. Um, but one thing that, not to mention, the Colts had so many uh, pass interferences, or not pass interference, had so many false starts. So did the, and it was it was just a sloppy game in the second half. Here's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. When you're Valdez Scantley and you're in overtime at this point, you the one thing that you don't want to do is give Aaron Rodgers a reason to lose trust in you. And when you are driving down the field in overtime, and you give up the ball, you fumble the ball. And it's not like you fumble the ball cuz you get like gang tackled. You're you're careless with the ball and you fumble it. Aaron Rodgers is going to start lo- is going to start losing Valdez Scantley already is losing trust in Aaron Rodgers. The only reason to me Aaron Rodgers continues to have trust in him is because if you look at that wide receiver core, outside of Devontae Adams, they don't have many pieces. Valdez Scantley is probably their second best wide receiver, but that's not saying much. Hell, Marquise Brown is probably better than Valdez Scantley, but... All I'm saying, it was that was a that that was a huge loss, man. That that was a huge loss. Just like the Ravens' loss to the Titans was huge, seeing as though it's in, uh, conference. Uh, it's it's you were you were controlling that game, and then they came back and won. Same as the same as the the Green Bay. While the Colts are not in the division. You were up fourteen points, and as we know, and I stated last week, we still don't know who the best team in the in the NFC is. It could be the Saints, you know they they did win, or, or or it could be the Seahawks. It could be Green Bay. I don't know, but the 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 race to the playoffs in both the NFC and the AFC is so tight. Losing a game like that hurts a lot more. So that's you know. It's just, I'm not saying this pushes Green Bay out the playoffs. I'm not saying this 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 is a, a killer for them. But what I'm saying is you don't want to look back and instead of being, you know, instead of winning the, instead of being, I don't know, two or three seed, you you go to a fifth or sixth where you have to play a, a Seattle or you have to play a, I don't know, you have to play a, green no get to play uh a rams instead of being you know having to play the eagles or something, so that's you know that's that uh what else what else uh i'm again i'm not i don't i'll briefly talk about every game um we can we can we can, the lions lost to the the panthers twenty to zero. This was PJ Washington's first start, uh, first win. I don't know how long it's going to take Matt Patricia to lose these type of games until he gets fired, but hey, they're four and six now. He has a losing record, and the team just doesn't doesn't, you know. Um, they don't play good. The Patriots lost to the uh <sighs> Patriots lost to the um to the Texans, twenty-seven to twenty. You know, at this this is this this game to me wasn't on uh, Cam Newton. This was this game was on the defense who has played horrible. Seeing Stefan, you know, they they played horrible. The, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson played great, and this really showed the lack of weapons Cam Newton has. Hell, Rex Burkhead, who was probably their best running back outside of Harris he probably tore his ACL so he's probably out. So it's just it's just been tough, man. But but again, and this is I think the first time they're under 500 through like 10 games since I think Tom Brady got there. So, you know, that's that's that. Uh the Steelers beat the beat the hell out of the um Jaguars 27 to 3. First time in franchise history the Steelers are 10 and 0. Again, I think that they'll be tested. Well, I don't think. They'll definitely be tested on Thursday. But I definitely didn't see the, the Steelers coming like this. And shouts out to them. Uh, the Saints won. Uh, the Saints beat the Falcons 24-9. to Now, here's the thing. A lot of people were up in arms. Why is Taysom Hill starting over Jameis Winston? I expected Jameis Winston to start. But one thing that I didn't take into consideration that Sean Payton said was, yeah, he doesn't know the playbook, so we don't want to put him out there, and he just he doesn't succeed. So I'm like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Uh, so, but Taysom Hill was he still has yet to throw a touchdown pass in his entire career. However, he does have two rushing touchdowns. He did play really well that's that Falcons defense is god awful like that they are horrible and the the Saints defense for had eight sacks on on Matt Ryan so you know that they it was just a complete game from the Saints and I think Michael Thomas had like the most receptions uh in the first five seasons of NFL history after that day so you know it it was it was just an all-around complete win for the Saints and uh, I asked before who the best team in the NFC East is, and it's starting to really look like the Saints are about to start. I mean, you're eight and two at this point, and their defense is ferocious. Their offense is great, and if Taysom Hill can steady the ship, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston can steady the ship until uh, Drew Brees comes back. Then you know we we might see what they're working with. So uh yeah the cowboys beat the beat the vikings twenty or thirty eight thirty one to twenty eight the 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 you get Andy Dalton back and you pretty much develop a run game or you fall back on your run game again and yeah that you know that they 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 meet washington and i what's crazy is i think whoever wins this game on sunday uh I mean, on Thursday between Washington and and uh, Dallas, I think they're like number one. So in the NFC East, which is sad, but um, the Dolphins lost, and this this was the first game. Tua looked pretty. Tua looked like a rookie. He looked bad, but the Dolphins lost to the Broncos twenty to thirteen. This was Tua's first bad game, and you know it. Hey, it, it's just he looked like a rookie, and you know. That was those one of those pump the brakes game, you know he's still developing as a player. So the the Chargers lost to I mean the Chargers beat the Jets thirty four to twenty eight. The Jets are trying I mean the best Jets are zero ten. They're trying to lose. They're they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. So there's that. In the game that we saw last night, the Rams beat the Broncos twenty four over twenty seven to twenty four. I, see, here's the thing about the the Broncos, man I mean, here's the thing about the Buccaneers The Buccaneers are so hot and cold, man When they're hot, like playing against Green Bay They look more like one of the best teams in the league When they're cold, they look god-awful Like, 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 like when they played against the Saints Or last night, Tom Brady looked like all of 44, 43, whatever, however Odie is, throwing two really bad interceptions. The defense was horrible. They, they let Cooper Cup and Robert Wood go off. Not to mention, I lost fantasy by two points because Robert Woods went crazy yesterday. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's just... This team, and that's why I I thought they were going to be good, but that's why I didn't think that they were good enough to make the the Super Bowl, seeing as though you have all these new pieces. You bring back, you know, you have Chris Garwin. Well, not new pieces, but you have Chris Garwin. You have Mike Evans. You have Leonard Fournette, who's a new piece. You have Ronald Jones II. Now you bring on Antonio Brown. You bring on Gronk. You bring on Tom Brady. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of of new pieces that need to find out how to gel together. And when you're basing the success of your season on how Tom Brady does, and he's 43 or 44, whatever that is, it it's it, and he looks all of 33 or 34 in some games like he did last night, he, he, he gets rushed so fast. It's just now I know you're playing against the Rams defense when you have you know, Aaron Darnold and and Jalen Ramsey was incredible. And like I said, they had two interceptions as a defense as a whole. But it's just, um, yeah, man. It's this again. I know that the the Super Bowl is going to be in Tampa Bay, and I know that Tampa Bay is a good team. But uh, this is the the re. I just don't think a year, especially with all those new pieces, I don't think a year is enough time to gel. Gel enough to win a Super Bowl. Hell, that's what the that's what the Rams tried to do. Remember when they had Todd Gurley, they had uh, Brandon Cooks, like that year they made it to the Super Bowl. While it was it was really good, and and they had all those defensive pieces. You had Aaron Donald, you had uh, what was his name, um, the, the Nadaman Sue. Like you had really good pieces. Dante Fowler was on that team, but it's like. <laughs> While they were good and made it to the Super Bowl, you saw what happened in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, uh, there's that. But the last game I'm going to talk about is that the last game I'm talk about. Yeah, the last game we're going to talk about was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders. The Kansas City Chiefs won 35 to 31. Uh, this was a really good game. The Raiders looked great. The defense looked really good. Derek Carr looked great. Um Dante Waller Dante Waller Waller, yeah, it looked really good. Uh but I think we're starting to have that conversation. And this is the conversation that not a lot of people like to have. Uh let me say this, not a lot of um not a lot of novelists like to have uh and that is how good will Patrick can Patrick Mahomes be? And are we watching the the are we watching the prime not the prime? Are we watching the best of Patrick Mahomes? And I think the scary part is we don't know. We don't know if Patrick Mahomes can be better than this. What we do know is He's one of the best, he's one of the most gifted throwers that we've ever seen. Kind of like how we talk about Aaron Rodgers as one of the most gifted throwers. Uh, he's one of the most, he's one of the most accurate throwers we've ever seen. Kind of like how we talk about how Drew Brees is one of the most accurate throwers. He's one of the most clutch, and pe- a lot of people, especially like the Skip Baylesses, like, of course you're going to be clutch when you have, Tyreek Hill, when you have Travis Kelsey, when you have Harmon, when you have uh LeSean McCoy, when you have uh the pieces that they have. But those pieces a lot of those pieces were there before uh Patrick Mahomes and let and see like like Travis Kelsey, for instance. Travis Kelsey was there before Patrick Mahomes, and we didn't hear not nothing of Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he was a good player, but Playing with Patrick Mahomes kind of put him over the top as being one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in the league. All I'm saying is we're looking, we're we're, we're seeing something in Patrick Mahomes that I don't know if we've ever seen. We're, I think, now again, I could be wrong and it could be early, but I think that we're seeing the complete, you know, a lot of people's like, what is the complete quarter? Look at LeBron James lebron james to me is the complete player no he's not the greatest shooter but he's a good shooter he's a good passer he's good on defense you know uh, he's getting older in age but he's good on defense he's a smart player he is a complete player we've never seen anything like lebron james while i'm not saying at least right now patrick Mahomes on lebron james level what i am saying is He is the most complete player when we talk about running ability, when we talk about accuracy, when we talk about clutchness, when we talk about precision, when we talk about arm strength, when we talk about arm talent, when we talk about uh, intangibles, when we talk about leadership, when we talk about decision making. I think we're seeing the most complete quarterback in the league. I mean, we've ever seen. Now, I'm not old enough. I don't know. All I'm saying is this: When we talk about greatness, I don't a lot hear a lot of people saying Troy Aikman was a complete quarterback. Now, no, I'm not saying Troy Aikman was bad. He's a Hall of Famer. He was a great player, but we're hearing I don't know a lot of we- I don't know a lot of weakness. I don't know a weakness for for Patrick Mahomes. I said maybe an episode ago, maybe the weakness is he kind of goes for the long ball too a, a a lot a lot sooner than he should, but. It's not really a weakness if it's, if it's successful. So, I don't know, man. I think we're starting to see the most complete. I think we might be watching the most complete quarterback we've ever seen. So, that's that. Oh, and on the other hand. On the other side of this pendulum. It's time. I was one of those people that um I was one of those people that uh wanted to hold out my criticism for Carson Wentz uh because I know I I see what Carson Wentz is going through um you know your offensive line is decimated year after year after year uh your defense is decimated year after year after year. Your, your wide receiver core is decimated year after year after year. But what, and it's not just what I saw on Sunday, but what I've seen, what I've, what I've, what I've tried to turn a blind eye to, oh no, what I've tried to forgive is starting to become unforgivable. And that is just how bad. Carson Wentz plays like how bad his worst is and how bad his good has been. His good has been good against bad teams. Like he played, he played okay against Dallas, but the way that he played wouldn't win him a game. If he played Tampa or if they played lost the Rams or if they played, uh, Hell, the the Panthers, like, I think it's time. I, now, a lot of people are saying it's time to bench Carson Wentz. And while I am starting to be on that train, it's like, okay, if we bench Carson Wentz, is Jalen Hurts ready? If Jalen Hurts is not ready, like, what's the point of benching him if you don't really have a player that is if you don't really have a competent backup, man. Now again, if you drafted Jalen Hurts as high as you did for him to be a competent backup, but it's just I, I think it's time, man. I think it's time to really have a serious conversation. And, and you know what's funny, man? The development, the lack of development that we're start, or the lack of development this season that we're seeing with Lamar Jackson is completely opposite of what we're seeing from Carson Wentz because while, Car- while 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 uh, Lamar Jackson isn't really developing, Carson Wentz is decreasing. He's developing. No, that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but he's decreasing. Carson Wentz has is having a horrible season, and a lot of people are bashing Lamar Jackson for his losses, but not a lot of people now. Yeah. A lot of, you know, uh, media pundits are, are killing uh, Carson wins, but the, 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 the slander for quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson or like Cam Newton, when they lose, that is a whole lot louder than when we see, Carson Wentz put some put out that BS that we see week after week now and is it time I would say bench Carson Wentz but you don't if you don't have a competent uh backup there's no point because it's not one if yeah unfortunately you are in the playoff contention hell I think at this moment they are number one in the NFC East uh but it's it's just it's tough, man. It's it's tough, it's tough, and I I, I can only imagine, man. Like I can only imagine being on that team, like like Fletcher Cox. You know what I mean? Like like you're looking at you're letting you're seeing while you did win the championship, you're seeing your or Super Bowl, you seeing your 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 glory years or your years just diminish because this quarterback is playing god awful. So. Um yeah man. Uh I think it might be time to bench Carson Wentz. So <laughs> Uh is there anything else about NFL? Um no. I don't think so. So let's let's move on. Uh, so we talked about Joe Burrow and how injury affects a young player. Also last week Golden State guard Klay Thompson tears his AC or Taylor tears his Achilles, um, in a off season workout. Now, this is the same Klay Thompson who tore his Achilles last season, who missed the entirety of this season. He tore his Achilles in the NBA Finals. Uh, no, he tore his ACL in the NBA Finals. Missed all of this season, and the Warriors and the fans were were excited to see, you know them come back and see what they'll do, you know, with Klay Thompson healthy, Steph Curry healthy, uh, Draymond Green healthy, in the Warriors, see, see how they'd be. And that's just a blower, man. This and Klay and Thompson tearing his ACL, I mean, tearing his Achilles. One, a lot of people are saying the Achilles is a lot worse than the ACL because, you know, it's, hell, we're, we, see, we, we see what happened with, uh KD now I understand he ruptured his Achilles and tearing is two different things but the Achilles is, is tough man now I hear a lot of people saying should Clay Thompson retire uh you know he's never going to be the same I don't hold off on that first of all because a lot of the data that we're we're getting from players that you know how they were affected by the by the achilles a lot of players won a lot of the a lot of the medicine and you know improves year after year and the way that the players bodies work these days man it they they bounce back and i think you know clay thompson is one of the most durable players we've ever seen so i i expect him to come now yeah it is a bummer but I expect him to come back, you know, healthy, and I expect him to come back ready to play. Now, yeah, he might lose a step or two on the defensive side of the ball, but a shooter shoot, man. Hell, you give a ball to Larry Bird right now, he'll he'll knock down a three. Not saying not – I'm not saying not in the NBA game. What I'm saying is once you're a shooter, you're always a shooter, bro. And I expect – you know, I don't expect his jump shot to lose uh, or to, to, to run away. And, you know – it's, it's just it, it sucks, bro. But I'm excited to see, you know, uh, prayers up for him, and I'm ex, you know, I'm expected to see, I'm expecting big things when he comes back. Now that's on the Klay Thompson side uh, as the player. What happens to the organization, uh, Golden State? This to me blows any op- any chance that they had of of making it to the championship. I think when healthy, you know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are arguably the best duo in the league. And especially you want them healthy along with Draymond Green when you go up against Western Conference teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers, like the Blazers, like the, the Mavericks. You know, you you want to go up against so you. Want, you need to be healthy against those teams because the hell, even the even the Nuggets, because those teams are are fully loaded. So I think now they did the Warriors did go ahead and sign uh, Kelly Oubre, which was a really good pickup both for them and Kelly Oubre. But Kelly Oubre is not Klay Thompson, uh, and I understand he's not trying to be Klay Thompson, but. Kelly Oubre doesn't play defense as good as Klay Thompson. And Kelly Oubre doesn't play or doesn't shoot as good as uh, Klay Thompson. Isn't offensively as gifted as Klay Thompson. And now you're expecting Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, seeing as though you didn't trade him. You expect them to, to pick up the load. And while I have hope that they can, I don't think they can, seeing as though... Klay Thompson is a lot of your offense. And what we've seen from Kelly Oubre has been really good. But what we've seen from Andrew Wiggins hasn't been the greatest. So I think that this uh, just shatters any chance of making it to to a championship. I do think as great as Steph Curry is and as great of of a coach Steve Curry is and as good as the pieces they have, I do think they're good enough to make the playoffs. But – I don't know how good they'll be past that, you know what I mean? So uh again, I hope prayers up for Clay Thompson uh, pre- and this this is just another storyline, another cog of how the league is going or how the Golden State Warriors is going to come back um uh, this season. And it it sucks, man. It it also sucks seeing as though you saw a lot of play- yeah, hell clay thompson one of the most lo- beloved players in the league he doesn't really do a lot of talking but clay thompson just in his own world and you saw an outpouring of support and that's how i knew it was serious now of course when it first happened you get an alert saying you know he hurt his he, he hurt his le- or toe or something or hurt his foot in a workout I'm like, okay, well, he could have sprained it. Or no, he said ankle. He could have sprained it. He, we don't know. But then when you see a lot of players, like players out the LeBron, Steph, uh, Demarcus Cousins, like almost the whole league saying, you know, prayers up for Clay, prayers up for Clay. You don't say prayers up for Clay Thompson if it's just a minor sprain. So I think they knew how serious it was uh, from the get go. I don't think they knew how serious it was, but they knew it was serious. So. It just sucks, man. I was excited to see Klay Thompson come back uh, this year. I think the whole league was excited to come back, but that's going to have to put on pause, and we're just going to see how uh, how Golden State does. Now, I do think, think that this, even though it sounds selfish, it's true, I do think that this gives Steph Curry an opportunity to, it kind of puts him in that, uh, MVP year James Harden, MVP year uh Russell Westbrook, like that when you have to carry a team. Uh, and I I think that I think he can do it. I don't know if he'll. I think he'll be an MVP conversation, seeing as though I think he'll at least lead them to the playoffs. But I I think that we're gonna see well, at least we have to see another another form of or. Uh, a Steph Curry we've never seen and, and the Steph Curry that there's going to be majority if not all the nights where you're all the offense and he's going to have to attribute for maybe 30 a game or or, or at the bet at the most 25 and or 25 and 10 or 25 and 11 a game so I think that um yeah I think that this is we're going to see a, we're going to have to see a different Steph Curry and we're going to have to see a complete team that is Golden State if they want to or if they as they try to overcome at least this year without uh Klay Thompson so uh another thing that happened uh oh, I don't want to just damn that, that's kind of I don't want to just 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 flip over again prayers up for Klay Thompson and I hope I wish for I hope for a speedy recovery for you uh, all right, now we can transition. We also saw last week was the NBA draft. Uh, Anthony Edwards went first. James Wiseman went second to Golden State, and Lamelo Ball went third. Uh, you know this. It's it's crazy, and I said it before. This draft is a weak draft to me. And when I say weak draft, it has a lot of this. Let me say this: this draft had a lot of potential. And this draft has a lot of potential, as in there's a lot of players that can bloom and be really good. You know, you have Obi Toppin who went to New York. I don't know how many guards, <laughs> I don't know, how many, uh, guards, or, no, forwards New York can have, but Obi Toppin went to New York. You know, you see R.J. Hampton gets drafted. You see uh, homie, the kid from USC, the, the tall guy from U- USC get drafted who played with LaMelo Ball in, in high school. You see the player from Florida State who I thought went pretty high, but, you know, he get drafted. There To me, there isn't outside of – in fact, there really isn't a, to me, standout player because nobody would have been upset if LaMelo Ball went first. Nobody would have been upset if Jay's Wiseman went first. Nobody would have been upset – or nobody was upset that Anthony Edwards went first. It's just – a lot of players a lot of these players have a a good upside and a lot of these players have a low downside so i do think that you know I, i'm happy for the people and i do think that anthony edwards deserved to go number 1 uh but i also again wouldn't have been upset if lamelo ball went number 1 or james wiseman went number 1 uh but i don't see like if you look at anthony edwards game while it does transition well to the NBA, He does. he's even said, you know, that's not even my main focus. And he's the number one overall pick. And he's not the best shooter. And he's not the best at making decisions. James Wiseman, while he's really good, he only played, what, a couple games in Memphis before everything that went down. And is the league moving away from his position, which is center, LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball. I didn't know. I didn't realize Lonzo Ball is a better three point shooter than Lamelo Ball, at least coming in. Uh, And you know, we have to see how they gel, how he gels with the Charlotte Hornets. But I, I, you know, shouts out to all the people getting drafted. And I don't think that I think that this is the first draft in a while that there's not a clear cut player that could be a franchise altering player. So um there's that man but again shouts out to everyone all the all the kids or shouts out to all the all the players that got drafted so shouts out to y'all um you know one thing we also saw was nba free agency nba free agency started and i'm gonna give a couple winners and i'm gonna give a couple losers one winner uh and, and a lot of people do this. A lot of media outlets do this. So I'm just going to give mine. I want to. It is what it is. I'm not going to talk about every single transaction that's happened. But, yeah. One winner is the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, you just won a championship. You have uh, LeBron James. While Anthony Davis did re uh, did opt out of his contract, everyone expects him to come back just, just for a lot of money. But... In, in free agency, you get Dennis Schroeder, you get Marcus Saul you get Wesley Matthews, and you get this reigning six man of the year Montrez Harold from the Clippers. Uh, <laughs> that's just the rich get richer, man. We saw this a while ago with we saw this with Golden State when they got Andre Iguodala, when they got Steph. I mean, uh, KD. You know, now, now I'm not saying that you know Harold, Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Saul or Wesley Matthews is on the same level of Kevin Durant. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is the champions have gotten better. And especially, you know, with Golden State getting weaker seeing as though what happened with Klay Thompson this year and a lot of a lot of teams uh gearing up and and getting better. The Lakers got better. Now, a loser was the White Howard. I just don't. I don't understand how this happens to Dwight all the time. He, I don't know. He, he just puts himself in bad situations. Bad situations put them put themselves onto him. I don't know. But this is the trend. This is the timeline of what happened to Dwight Howard <laughs> since 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 winning the championship. Dwight Howard celebrates winning the championship, rightfully so. Shaq comes out and says, "Hey, I don't know why you're crying. I don't know why you're saying this that, and the third, you didn't help at all. Blah blah blah. This this ain't this. Uh, stop stop acting like this is you're the reason why they won. Like Shaq, pretty much came back, came with he. It wasn't. Dwight didn't catch no strays. Dwight caught direct bullets from Shaq. Free agency. I mean, uh, yeah, free agency starts." Dwight Howard posts on social media, I'm coming back. We're about to run it back. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Laker for life. Naker Nation. I'm not going to leave, y'all. We're going to run it back. This is what Dwight Howard posted. All of a sudden, I was in the gym when this happened. All of a sudden, Dwight Howard, it says Dwight Howard in the process of re-signing with the Lakers. I was like, All right, cool. Dwight Howard was back to the Lakers. I was expecting him to either go back to the Lakers or maybe go to a team like the the Warriors or something. It is what it is. Dwight Howard. Was, I said, all right, cool. Happy for Dwight. You know, he's champion now. Boom, boom, boom. About five minutes later. <laughs> about five minutes later, I see Montrez Harold signs with the Los Angeles Lakers. I said, wow. The Lakers are getting better. You get Dwight, you get uh, Montrez Harold let's get it all of a sudden the tweet that Dwight Howard said sent about the Lakers and Stan is gone and then I get an alert saying Dwight Howard signs a one-year deal for the vets minimum uh, <laughs> to Philly now here's the problem one Dwight Howard already came out and said I don't know how much more I have to prove. I'm not I'm not really, I don't want to do another prove it uh, contract seeing as though what I proved this year with LA. You get another prove it contract and then you get it in a place where you're not really going to get much of any play time seeing as though you can't shoot and you're playing behind Joel Embiid. So not only did you go, did you say you're a Laker for life? Five minutes later, you delete it, and you and and the Lakers It's like the Lakers. You, it was like you were about to sign the papers, and the Lakers was like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. We have Montrez Harrell on the phone. Hold on. Ah, okay. We got a deal done with Montrez. Yeah, let me let me get that let me get that contract. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, no, nah, we we good. We good, Slim. We good. Um, we're gonna send you to Philly though, and <laughs> it's just. Ah man, it's just Dwight Howard puts himself in the situations, man. So ah, I don't, I, I get good luck in Philly, you know. Good luck in Philly. Uh, another a winner was uh, one winner was the Bucks. You know, you your your main goal this offseason season was to acquire pieces to keep Giannis, and when you get a piece like. Drew Holiday, who a lot of people, including myself, think is one of the most underrated players in the league, uh, you know, you do get better. While he's not the sharpshooter that I think you need, while he can create his own shot, he's not the pure point guard that I think you needed, but... um you know he definitely improves your team. Yeah, you lose uh, Eric Bledsoe, but Eric Bledsoe really didn't do much for you, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, you lose Wesley Matthews, but Wesley Matthews didn't do much for you in the playoffs. Uh, and, and I think it's a good, a good match, or I think it's a good, a good pickup. Now and a loser is the Bucks because of the whole Bogdanovich fiasco. They say. You know, alert saying that the Bucks also get Bayan Bogdanovich from the Kings, and all of a sudden he he's not on the he's not on the 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 team. Someone something someone messed up. Uh, they didn't agree to trade him. Now there's a whole investigation, and now Bog, Bayan Bogdanovich is not even on the team. So I think he is a perfect shooter. For the Bucks, so while you did win in getting Drew Holiday, you're also a loser for for the whole Bogdanovich fiasco. I don't I don't know what's going on. Uh, A winner is uh, De'Aaron Fox for signing the max with uh, signing the max with the Kings. For Jason Tatum for signing the max, I think five years, one hundred and ninety-five million, I believe, with the with the uh, Celtics, and Fred Van Vliet uh, signing the huge contract for the Toronto Raptors. While you know it's these are generational talents outside of Fred Van Vliet, who's just a really good player. You know, De'Aaron Fox has been really good and really consistent for the Phoenix Suns, and. Hell, Jason Tatum's the best player on uh, <laughs> on the the Celtics. So you know, shouts out for the young young kid, young guys for, for getting for, for getting the bag. You know what I mean? So you know, it was definitely well deserved and and especially for Evan man. We know the the story that he had being undrafted from Wichita State, uh, going to the D League a couple times. Getting you know coming back and and being a very important call for the Toronto Raptors, especially in that Super Bowl, I'm Super Bowl, especially in the NBA championship against uh, Steph Curry and winning it, winning the championship. And he had a really good season last year, so you know I'm happy for Fred VanVleet. And he was even openly saying, you know he he wants to get paid, and they they paid him handsomely. So you know those those definitely winners. Like I said, De'Aaron Fox, and, and here's the thing about De'Aaron Fox, actually. The Aaron Fox has been inconsistent as a player, but he's been the best player for uh, the Kings in a while. So, you know, shouts out to him. Uh, And again, Jason Tatum and Fred VanVleet. A loser is Michael Jordan. I don't know how is it that Michael Jordan continues to sign these horrible contracts, you know, or or obtain these horrible contracts. You had Nicholas Batum; that contract was horrible. Jeremy Lamb, that contract was horrible. Terry uh scary Terry, Terry Ozier, that was god awful contract. And now you sign Gordon Hayward to a hundred and twenty million dollar contract. And what, I understand the Gordon Hayward, I understand, I kind of understand, if you were getting the Gordon Hayward directly from Utah, the one that the Celtics thought they were getting, I would understand that, I did, but you're getting that Gordon Hayward, who had the horrific ankle injury, and has not been the same since, and was a prime reason why the celtics lost last year in the bubble because he couldn't hit a shot to save his life nor could he play defense to save his life and you look at this man and say you know what michael jordan says you know what mm. i'm assigning that man to a hundred and twenty million dollars that is that is insane to me michael jordan you are arguably the greatest player of all time your record in in chicago cannot be uh negated cannot be stressed enough your impact on shoes cannot be in sh- uh cannot be stressed enough your impact on just just the 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 sporting world in general cannot be talked about enough but your g m skills and your or yeah and your ownership skills are god awful which is why you are a loser a winner is uh, the Suns and the Hawks. They got better. The Suns uh, get Chris Paul, and the Hawks get Ray Rondo and a couple pieces, man. And the Suns, we've been saying for the longest, the Suns need a uh, need a pure point guard to go al- and a good player to go along with um, Devin Booker and you bring on, well, you have DeAndre Ayton, you have, you know, the incredible run that they did in the bubble, going 8-0, and I believe, and then you add a player with the leadership and the skills that we've seen from Chris Paul, it's just really good, and I think that the moves that the Hawks are making, you know, getting Ray John Rondo for Trey Young and getting some other pieces, you know, I think, I think the Hawks, are are in prime position especially in the east to make a playoff to make the playoffs i don't know if they'll make a playoff run but you know i think they're good enough to make the playoffs so you know they're definitely a winner and a last winner that i'm gonna talk about briefly is portland you know you get uh robert Cummington who is huge you get uh rodney rodney hood was who who's a who's a pretty good shooter and then of course you keep mellow so I think that they're, you know, the the position that they needed the needed the most work in they addressed. And you do bring back Ennis Cantor, who was on the same team that got to the Eastern Con- or Western Conference finals and more than likely uh Sean Wise might be out of there, but uh you do get better at the positions that you need to get better at. So, and there's a lot of free agents left. You know, you still have Anthony Davis, but we expect him to sign. You still have a restricted free agent in uh Brendan Ingram y- y- You still have a couple phrases left So there's, there's that But Before we go I need to speak on it I'm going to have to unload the clip on this one So bear with me For the longest In fact My entire life Seeing as though I'm from the DMV area. I'm from Maryland. I've lived in D.C. Uh, I'm a Wizards fan. And I've sat through some glorious teams. I've sat through some great, great Gilbert Arena seasons. I've sat through some incredible Paul Pierce, John Wall, Bradley Bill seasons. And I've also sat through some Nick Young JaVale McGee seasons Some Andre Black seasons So I can honestly say That I'm a fan But here's the thing about Washington Washington To me is the definition of a Poverty franchise Seeing as though It's the franchise that they You just know they're gonna get in their own way And when they do, while you're upset as a fan, you're not surprised, right? So this is what, this is the week that Washington had. Free agency starts. And a report comes out saying that they're trying to, that they're in talks with Rockets to trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook. Now. All the fans in Washington, including myself, was like, yo, we no, what are you doing? Stop. We don't need Russell Westbrook. We have John Wall. No. But then I guess talks fell through. Didn't happen. Now, Washington did not leak this. I know Washington did not leak this because shortly after this, John Wall was pissed and he was pissed enough to request a trade here's the thing about it and this let's let's be honest let's be completely honest about the situation washing i mean the nba is a business steph curry who is the best point guard in the league arguably one of the best point guards of all time he's been in trade talks lebron james arguably the best player of all time has been in trade talks kevin durant has been in trade talks james harden has been in trade talks kobe bryant was in trade talks god rest his soul he was in trade talks when he was playing Allen iverson was traded here's the thing this is a business You would be a fool. I don't care how great you are. You'll be a fool not to listen to a trade. And let's be a 100% honest about John Wall. John Wall has not played an NBA game in two years. And in those two years, he is still one of the most the highest paid players in the league while i'm not enough i'm not getting i'm not coming for him for his contract because you're paid what your you are as much you're worth what you negotiate what you can negotiate and that is what Washington agreed to pay you, which I had no problem at the time, even though I did look at it like, you know, John Wall, he still can't shoot. However, his game is, is, is predicated around his athleticism. And once that starts to go, who knows? And that's a pretty long contract, but I digress. John Wall has not played for two years. And in those two years, the fans have still... Rode for him the organization is still rode for him oh and not to mention I totally forgot also this week it came out that Washington is going to build his team around Bradley Bill instead of John Wall and John Wall was upset he was like wait a second excuse me I'm not the friend Uh, what John Wall you haven't played in two years bro Bradley Bill averaged 30 last year. You know, I would say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. This is Washington. But John Wall, I would love for you to stay. But if you, at this point, you haven't been on the floor for two years. And, and. What we have to go on right now is a whole bunch of summer workouts and summer videos or summer scrimmages that you have with other players. But I implore you, I, I want to remind you, Washington fans, John Wall always does this. Remember the summer of or summer is serious uh, or summer of wall or something like that, where he has his summer, uh, his. His summer documentary, where we see him work out and we see him do all this, and then he comes into the season overweight, or he comes into the season out of shape, and then it takes the first half of the or first quarter of the season for him to get in shape, and it takes the other first, other quarter of the season for him to get on the same page with the players that have been there. You know, it's 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 tough. It's tough being a Washington fan sometimes. Look here, man. I would love for John Wall to stay, but if he leaves, hey, it is what it is. Washington, I'm sure you didn't leak out this,
1: but it's Washington,
0: so you could have. And even if you didn't, you're Washington, so nobody expects anything less than something like this to leak. John Wall, I don't even know. I don't even there you have it, man. That has been this week's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate everyone for being here. I appreciate the listeners. I appreciate the watchers that's on YouTube. Again, I really enjoy this new set. Uh, or Yeah, this new setup. Uh, the lights will change, man. I'm not going to say it'll change every episode, but the lights can change. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to change the color or whatever. However I'm feeling that day is the color scheme that we'll have, so... But again, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And I hope you guys have a blessed, blessed week. And until next time, much love.
1: Yeah, funny how I finally flipped the script on ya. When you the one who's double dipping, yeah. You so sloppy, how I caught you slipping up. Uh. You're off the leash, run me my keys. No more popping up the idiot. I ain't even got the miles to trip on ya. No phone. Who is this? Brand new, like the whip. Rack it up. No assist. Me, bitch, I ain't average. Wake up. Need a zip. Take a sip, look at my jeans, I'm too thick I ain't got no room for extra baggage Don't forget to come and pick up your Feelings Don't leave no pieces You need to hurry and pick up your Feelings While I'm up cleaning Boy, please I don't need it Memories, all that shit Keep it, oh, don't forget to come and pick up your
0: feelings,
1: don't leave no pieces I'm trying to find a fuck to give for ya, you, you and out of chances of forgiving ya Yeah, listen, I'm listening, just for you to go and break my heart again I learned my lesson, last oh, time. And I ain't coming, right now, what you had to come. Gave to me, so now I'm saving me. And I made her a piece, so you can run them streets. But don't forget to come and pick up your. Weed.